come watch because we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, the other plug I'm going to do is for the cornhole tournament. And this is just a fun way, intergenerational, multi-generational. Everybody's included, uh, young and old. Um, some of us are good at throwing a beanbag, and some of us aren't. So we'll see who's the best. Um, so this will be um, a fun way for everybody to get together after church. So you guys, if you don't have one of these, get one from the youth or the table or wherever we have them. And the sign-ups are after church, too. So... You want to sign up so you can be part of the tournament and be playing. Okay? So, very cool. Um, okay, so last night we were going to watch a movie. And my daughter, Hannah, I was fumbling around with our remote because I wasn't sure where to find the movie on our TV. So, you know, now we all have these quote unquote smart TVs, and the TVs are smarter than me. So I was, um, you know, looking at my remote and I was like, hmm, do I want Netflix? Am I looking on Amazon Prime? Do I want Hulu? Like, where am I trying to find this movie? And I did not know where to go. And of course, my daughter, Hannah, was like, mom, just figure it out. So we actually went to Prime and we went to these other places and the movie that I wanted was not available. So I was like, okay, this is kind of a bummer, but guess what? Just for all you young kids that think DVDs are dumb, we had the DVD. So I was like, hey, I don't even need to know which one of these to go to or which way to go to. I can just pull out my DVD because it's an old movie and DVDs were the thing back then before we had Hulu and Prime and all that stuff. So we pulled out the DVD, but then I still had to figure out what button do I push so that the TV knows that it's speaking to the DVD player, and they're going back and forth and talking to each other. So we got it all set up. And then during the movie, it was like, do we pause? Wait, we wanted to say grace. We wanted to dish up our dinner, say grace, and then come back. So I had to figure out how to do the pause, which way I was going. Did I just pause the movie, and then now it has to start over again? What is the scoop? And I thought, you know, I feel like that sometimes in life. I, it's not just my, my remote on my TV, but I'm like, which way do I go? Where do I find it? Where is it going to be? Am I, do I want to fast forward through this part because it's really crummy and I'm feeling bad right now or I'm not liking what's happening in my life? Do I want to pause it because I'm like at Disneyland and I want this day to last forever? Like, what do I, how can I, I like, I need one of these for my life. So that I can just figure out, like, which way I want to go and then, like, speed through the fast stuff and go slower through the slow stuff. And then maybe back up and, like, have a great dinner again. Because, like, wouldn't that be great, right? Like, you could just do it again. Um, and I guess the calories wouldn't count if you were actually going backward with this as long as we were saying that. But I thought, you know what I really need is a remote like this with just, like, a Jesus button. And I, I wouldn't have to worry about, like, what how all the different buttons, I could just have a Jesus button on my remote, and I could just slow down, hit the Jesus button, and say, which way do I go? Where am I looking? Am I going this way? Am I going that way? Do I want to pause? Do I need to pause? Do I want to go faster? Do I just want to go through this part, even though it's the hard part of my life, or the hard part of the movie, but that's what makes the end so great? It's because they went through the hard stuff first. Like, what do I want to do? I could just have one button and have it be the Jesus button and not be lost. And so I thought, I don't have a Jesus button on this remote, but I just might make one and just put a little J on there with a piece of tape or something. So I know, it just reminds me that instead of worrying about all the other places to go, I could just hit my Jesus button and be good to go. So maybe next time you pick up your remote, you can think about, hey, maybe I'll just hit pause for a second. Maybe I'll just hit the Jesus button for a second in my life, and we'll know which way to go or where to look for what we want. Okay, can you pray with me? Dear Lord, we're so thankful that we have a Jesus button all the time. We don't need a remote. We don't need batteries. We don't need technology. We don't need anything but our still small voice. And in scripture, you tell us that even the rocks cry out for you. Nature cries out for you. Um, 
just a thought in our head, the smallest, Jesus, I need you right now, that is enough. That it doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be for anything special. But we just have the Jesus button all the time for you to help guide us, for you to help us in our lives. And we thank you that we don't need anything else but you and our voice. Um, We thank you for this, Jesus. Be with us now as we go to class and uh, Sunday school and we learn more about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
was a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I feel afraid, think I've lost my way. me and nothing will I fear as long as you are near please be near me to the end thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will not forget your love for me and yet my heart forever is wandering. Jesus be my guide and hold me to your side. I will love you to the end. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a And a light unto my path. You're the light. You're the light unto my path. We come before God this morning not as despised sinners, but as beloved children. And with the confidence of children, let us confess our sin to God. O Lord our God, you call us to proclaim the gospel, but we remain silent in the presence of evil. You call us to be reconciled to you and one another, but we are content to live in separation. You call us to seek the good of all, but we fail to resist the powers of oppression. You call us to fight pretensions and injustice, but we sit idly by, endangering the lives of people far and near. Forgive us, O Lord. Reconcile us to you by the power of your Spirit and give us the courage and strength to be reconciled to others through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. Jesus says, Set your troubled hearts at rest and banish your fears. If we have died with Christ, we believe we also live with him. Therefore, consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, I can proclaim, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
beautiful, beautiful. We're in Red Letter May, studying the words of Jesus in the Gospel of John. A couple things you need to know before we read this morning's text. Like I've mentioned every week, John is one of Jesus' best friends. When he writes this Gospel, he's at a, a ripe old age, let's put it that way. He's wise, and there's simple profundity, and there's complexity, and he, and you'll see a little bit of, he likes to drop little pebbles and kind of circle around things and culminate into deeper truths that happens once in our text this morning. And then what else? Right before this text, Jesus has begun what is called the farewell discourses. And Judas, not Iscariot, asks Jesus, how are, how, are, how are we as followers of you supposed to hear your voice in the midst of of all the people and all the noises that are against you. And Jesus answers this. It's in John chapter 14. And I'm going to pick up in verse 23. Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them. And we will come to them and make our home with them. And we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still living, while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. This is the word of the Lord. First, Judas, not Iscariot, tips his hat a little bit and lets us in on the disciples aren't missing it completely. They're starting to understand that the victory that they were expecting is not going to occur. And they're starting to hear the messages that Jesus has been saying that were like, his followers are going to be wheat among weeds and are going to be a part of this divine conspiracy working in the midst of the world still working. And so this Judas not Iscariot says, how, how are you going to get us intel? How are, we, how are we going to keep following you? And how are we going to know it's you? His first answer is love. My followers are marked by love. I preached on this last week, I think. Wasn't that the last week? Was anybody here last week? Does anybody remember anything I said? They'll know we're Christians by our love, something like that. Was it that last week or the week before? 
That was last week. That's what I thought. I'm not totally losing it. We have a Boy Scout troop, 339, that has met here for 60 years. This church has been here for 60 years. And we as a session, we've been trying to bless. Uh, we've been coming up with all kinds of ideas, but we're trying to bless the groups that are meeting here and trying to bless and encourage, not that we aren't already, but we're trying to get better at it, right? And so I'm looking into making merit badges or religious emblem badges. That's what I think they're called. So I went up to this Boy Scout event uh, up on Santiago College. You know where that is? Out in the canyon? It's kind of pretty out there. Anyway, I was out there a couple weekends ago. And I was blown away by how many badges I saw. <laughs> right? I didn't know you could get a shirt that full of badges. You know, it seemed like a competition. You know, I don't know if it's that way, but the older dudes, they had, they, they had some on their face. No, they didn't have any on their face, but they, they had so many badges that you would know who is who and who was in charge by the badge, you know? If you have, an, you have a question about something like about canoeing, you'd look around for, they have the canoe that's ginormous that fits somehow on a shirt. Jesus says, we, we have this badge that lets everybody know that we're followers of him. And we love first and we ask questions later. Right? And I want to commend us, PCC. This is an outpost that's good at this. Right? But don't get lazy. Right? But I, I, want, I want you to feel me patting you on the back and possibly the Holy Spirit patting you on the back and saying, this is what I'm talking about. Savor this. Max sacrifices to keep this. We're known by our love. And then he says, don't worry about knowing if you're in it or out. I'm going to set up my home in you. First, before I get to that, because this is where we mention it spirals, and it, it picks up texts that are coming and picks up texts that, that we've just come from, and it lands on this, I'm going to make my home in you. Before that, I should just mention... There are going to be people that don't like Jesus. It's complicated because didn't Jesus die for the whole world, right? For God so loved the world, right? That's the same term. That the person asking Judas, not Iscariot, asks, like, how is the world... Judas Iscariot is using not that same idea of the world that Jesus is saying in John 3.16, but rather the same idea that the world John mentions in chapter 1. The light of the world is going to walk into this place. The creator of this place is going to walk into his handiwork, and some of his handiwork are going to point at him and saying, you're not king you're not anything. That's the world Judas is Iscariot, uh, not Judas, Judas, not Iscariot. That gets taxing. Can we just stop saying uh, Judas, that other Judas? I just wanted to say that there are going to be enemies. And the Bible never says how it should be. It says how it is. And Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's talking to us, and we, 
we would be foolish to to put blinders on and say it's all hunky dory. Let's put on our Sunday best and all be shiny, happy Christians and walk around like nobody's against us. There's a lot of people against us. There's a little fear. I don't know what that was, but fear a little. Just a reminder. The enemy is at work, and he'll come back to that in a second. But, okay, where was I? The world, going back, now he's making... We, we, and I agree with all the commentators, I think that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The triune God will make a home in you. And that's individual. But I also think it's Second person plural, y'all. I, I was born in Texas. I can legally say that. <laughs> He's going to make his home in y'all. And this is where he, he, this points ahead to verse 26, where it says this. No. Not 26. Oh, 28. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. It skips ahead. Like he's making a home. And he, John is saying, okay, Jesus said, I'm going to make a home in you. That points to a fact that he's got to leave and leave the Spirit, and the Spirit's going to show up afterwards, which all points back to verse 19. And then let me read this quote on 19. Jesus, let me read 19 first. That's right. That's a good order. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. He's making a home in us. Skip ahead to he's taking off. Skip back to in order to live, he's got to leave. And all of this points to this. Jesus speaks here of an intimacy which is without precedent. Or parallel. Even the disciples whom loved leaning on his breast at the supper could not make such a claim. The key to it is expressed in these terms because I live, you also will live. Are you following? Like I said, it's a spiral and it's deep. And right at the middle, he's digging and digging and digging. And he says, No, no, I'm here, I'm at home in you. God, the creator, the triune God of this book, finds home in us and in us. Then he, then he kicks it into the real answer, which is what? This is where Dick Clark usually yells from the, from the choir loft. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Do you remember a couple weeks ago that happened? Is anybody here? Okay, good. And then he pours on what? The Holy Spirit brings. It started with a simple question. And Jesus answers and says, Okay, I'm going to make my home in you along with my Father and the Holy Spirit. And with this Holy Spirit, what, what, happened? what, what do you get? Look at, those, look at those verses. First of all, the Advocate. What's an advocate? What's a helper? What's a teammate? You get a piece of God, the, uh, the triune God, the Holy Spirit, 
in your corner at all times, that never sleeps, that never slumbers, that's always for you, never against you. That's incredible. Is anybody awake? Is anybody excited about that truth at all? I feel like I'm preaching to the, Philip is awake. I like Philip. Excellent. Is this mic on? Check. Hey, absolutely. What's the, so you get the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit rolls in and is, God is at home with you. And then he says, and the Holy Spirit will teach you panta, panta, everything, everything, all, all. I remember in Greek class when they said, what does panta mean? Think of this room. Think of a dust spectacle in this room. All of it is in this room. Right? From the biggest thing, this organ with all the, with all the pipes somewhere. Where are the pipes? Who knows? I don't know. They're behind this, aren't they? Pop quiz. Sharon says, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Okay, back going that way again. Okay, every you got we got dust particles. We got everybody in here, all of it. Holy Spirit is going to teach you everything, Jesus, everything about Jesus, everything Jesus said, everything Jesus did, all of it, everything covered. And then what's then what's going to come? Peace. Shalom, wholeness, completeness. Let me read this. Few things are more few things are more sought after than peace. For some it amounts to no more than a longed-for release from the relentless pressures of business or home. In the first century, the Pax Romano was widely heralded, but it was a peace won and maintained by the brutal force of the sword. In that sense, it typified the peace that the world gives. The human spirit, however, reaches beyond these lesser expressions for an inner tranquility of spirit not abstracted from the world of responsibility and relationships, but nourished and expressed in the midst of it. Such is the peace Jesus offers. My peace, Jesus says, in the very face of unspeakable suffering. It is a peace born from a living, personal relationship with Jesus and deepened through a growing surrender of life to his gracious rule. This is the Holy Spirit. This the Holy Spirit makes available to the troubled hearts of the disciples and to ours. And he says, I, don't, I give you this peace. And I give you the source of the peace. That's how it's not like the world. This peace comes from being linked with the Holy Spirit, which is linked with Jesus the Christ, which is linked with the Heavenly Father who made you and doesn't make mistakes, and absolutely adores you. So through the Holy Spirit, we get triune God living in us. We get home. We get everything that Jesus taught and everything Jesus did. And we get this peace that passes understanding, this peace that comes apart from anything that everybody in this world is, is seeking after. Looking for the end of this rat race. The key is to get out of the rat race and into the spirit. And then what else does he give us? I got too many pieces of paper here. Here it is. And then he says, don't be afraid. He says, don't be afraid. 
And then he, he shows us how to not be afraid. And it goes back to what I was talking about last week also. Is he fills his mind with that which is to come. And the lectionary text is what we've been, we've been going through. And the lectionary text leaves us with verse 29. And 29, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of dangling. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like out there. He's, he says, I'm going away. But I'm saying I'm going away so that you'll know that I know. But look ahead to the extended version. I just want to read the, the next couple of verses. Look at these next couple of verses. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us be on our way. I know a lot of you probably want me to be done. Right? This guy's been talking too much. Somebody else said, nope. Well, good, because I'm giving you the extended version, because I think we need the extended version a lot today. Last week, there was a dude that walked into a room at a church where I have slept over. I did a youth night there back in 2012, and that dude started shooting people. That's crazy. And the lectionary text, I think it ends right before Jesus really deals with the meat. Jesus really says, he, he, he's talking about the Spirit, and he's talking about all this power, but he's also saying, as he is talking about it, he looks and he says, the cross is coming next week, man. They're going to strip me. They're going to beat me. They're going to put a crown of thorns on my head and they're going to nail me to a cross. And he says, it's going to look like we lost. Does it look like we've lost? It does. It looks like we've lost today to me, Lord, where you can't go into a church and be safe. It looks like we've lost. It looks like... But the gospel message is right there. Is The Holy Spirit is given to us right there in those moments. It looks like we're losing... Zoom out. Zoom out. The ultimate day where we won, it looked like we lost big. When we're losing, the Holy Spirit is at work behind the scenes redeeming and restoring in knitting things together that we can't possibly imagine. How do you apply this? First, you just go through all those things and you cling to them. The Holy Spirit, our advocate, is our healer. He is our endless source of peace. Through, through her, we get God being at home in us. And we look, and actually, that's some super deep theology. Why, according to this text, did Jesus go to the cross? Was it to pay for our sins? According to the 316 it is, but not according to this text. What's the motive of Jesus the Christ as he walked, as he's telling his disciples in this text? I wish we could throw it back up there. I'll read it again. But I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Jesus died for our sins to prove 
that he loved his father. How does that happen? The father is crazy about you. And he's, he's willing to go to any length. And the length of giving up his one and only son isn't too far. Think of that as the darkness sets. Because right at the end of the text, look at, look at that. Let us be on our way. I get a picture of Jesus kind of like out of an Old West movie with the 12 disciples. And he says, I'm about to go to the cross. You're about to get the Holy Spirit. They're going to hunt me down. Let's get out of here. And walking through the dark streets of Jerusalem. Can we stand and sing? Yeah, let's stand and sing. And as we sing, let these words take them and, and mean them. Turn them into a personal cry for the Holy Spirit to descend upon you and I. again, Sharon Cornell nailed it. Teach us to hold on even during unanswered prayer. Wow. Um, now it's part of the service where we give back to God just a portion of what he's given to us. Now it's the part of the service where the tithes and offerings are now received.
please be seated. <clears throat> In Philippians, Paul wrote, Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Blessed be God who hears our prayers, whose steadfast love endures forever. Pray with me. Spirit of God, pour your love into our hearts so that we may pray for others as we pray for ourselves. Give us such love for you that loving you above all else, we may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we can desire. Grant to your church the faith that can move mountains, the trust that the old can be made new, the love that includes all. Make us love what you command and desire what you promise, that our hearts remain fixed on you. Supreme ruler over all, at every level, give our leaders prudence and the strength to maintain order and good government. Be with the nation of the Ukraine as the fighting and bombings continue and lives continue to be lost. Give that country strength, determination, and hope for the future. Be with the nations that support them in this fight. We join with our Presbyterian community in praying for healing and peace in response to the shooting last week at the Taiwanese Presbyterian Church in Laguna Woods. We pray for your comfort for the families and victims, and we pray for the church and the community who were so shocked and traumatized by the action of the gunman. Bring peace to all, we pray, and give them a very real sense of your presence with them. We pray, too, for the city of Buffalo and other cities where such events are becoming all too frequent. We pray against evil, prejudice, and social anger. Bring peace to our communities, we pray. May they know that nothing can separate them from your love in Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, as of old, the sick were brought to you for healing. So in our prayers, we bring you the sick in body, mind, and spirit, knowing your love and healing power. Increase the gifts of healing you have given to doctors, nurses, and technicians, that working hand in hand with you, we may see many wondrous works. Bless those and work with the many who gather in self-help groups here in this church and beyond. Give them the recovery they seek. Comfort and relieve all who are in trouble and need your help, especially those we name silently in our hearts. We continue to lift up for healing Patty Ernest, Dick Clark, and Kay Deer. Rid their bodies of cancer, we pray, and bring healing to them. Gracious God, because you have called us your children, we are bold to ask you for what we need, confident in your love and your goodness, and through our faith, in Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, 
and the glory forever. Amen. And now I will invite you to stand and we'll sing our closing hymn, which is a wonderful old gospel number, so we are going to go forth with joy today. Take in for a moment how perfect that that song was for this this text. Um, silently now, right? We need to still ourselves in the midst of the huffle, hustle and bustle in the world, screaming all this stuff. Silent ourselves, ready to do God's will. Open our hearts, open our eyes, open our minds, illumine us. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, the shalom of Christ, the wholeness of Christ, which passes all understanding, guard you today, tomorrow, and forevermore, may it be so. Amen.